Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 304, where Eric is reco- recording remotely because we have like yeah. well over a foot of snow and it would have taken him hours of extra drive time today, not including the potential of an accident because I know a lot of the roads have not been plowed. Yeah, at least on a uh, work heat today, I almost... Uh... Well, actually, I didn't almost. I did. I drifted into a snowbank on the side of the freeway. So, uh, thankfully, I did not get stuck, didn't crash, and um, doing fine. Back afterwards, I was like, oh, that was actually pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime but regardless, you survive uh, something like that, it's great. It's like, well, that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, whoa. It's the thrill, right? Sort of like going on a roller coaster, except this is not a controlled environment. <laughs> right. I've yeah. had two times but where yeah, I've obviously slid, Obviously, I didn't too. want to risk that. Yeah, didn't want to risk I'm, it. Uh, be grateful for when it pans out in your favor. Yeah. Don't tempt the fix. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a... Yeah, it's been a crazy. Uh, it's been a crazy few hours. It's been a crazy day, at least as far as the weather is concerned. But I shared a... I shared a uh, picture on my Facebook. It was a picture of uh, Homer Simpson looking out the window from the Mr. Plow episode. And it's like, uh, white gold. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I commented it with, uh, at least Mr. Plow was happy. Right. It is definitely one of those days. Yeah. Get a big light of these situations. (laughs) Well, even with the weather, the show must go on, and the show is going on. Let's get into episode 304. Uh, we'll start with the new tracks as we do. I'm going to start back on February 13th. The Amity Affliction, they released I See Dead People featuring Louie Nux over on Pure Noise Records. That's a single. Hard Luck released self-titled Hard Luck on Liberty or Death Records. That's a new project that Dan is involved with. If you like mob mentality and you like those vocals, we'll picture it. Uh, with some hardcore uh, music to go along with it. That's hard luck. So you can go check that out over on Bandcamp. I recommend it. It's pretty awesome. Vice Squad released a new single. It's a cover of the Buzzcocks' Love You More. Vice Squad has got to be one. Uh, I mean, do they must have a studio that built in their house or something? Because that band is recording EPs and singles and LPs probably at a faster rate than I see anybody else uh, out there. Yeah, so good yeah, for Vice Squad. They're just dropping tracks like it was the like it was the seventies, right? Because <laughs> I'm looking at the back catalog of some of these older artists, and they're releasing like two or three albums a year. I'm like, so that's what it was like to be a career musician back in the day. It was literally your career, right? Right, not a hobby where you hopefully get to release something every year. <laughs> For me, it's been taking uh, it's been taking me ten years to get something released. <laughs> it can take longer. Well, some of these other bands, who, who knows? You can go check them out. We'll get back to February fourteenth. The band Bruise Control released "Useless for Something." 
on TNS Records. Spastic Fantastic, they put out a compilation on Spastic Fantastic Records on the 14th. Go look it up on Bandcamp. Millie Manders and the Shut Up put out a single called Rebound. Misconduct put out a new single called Hangman. I think that's an all-female band, and they are looking for a female drummer for the band. I think I just saw that on social media today. So if you are a drummer who is a female, then you should go look up Misconduct. Hopefully you're in proximity to where they're located. Uh, the band <laughs> Lamcotes, L-A-M-M-K-O-T-Z-E, released Cheers and Oi LP on the 14th. Fake News released another single. It's the second single from their upcoming EP called Take Me Away. That single is called Rise and Fall. That was the 16th. Faintest Idea released on the 16th, Kill Em Dead, which is a single on TNS Records. Grade 2's new album, self-titled Grade 2 on Hellcat Records, came out on the 17th. M. Shakurvet 77 released Stimmen der Stadt. The Pomps released Bottom of the Pomps on Bad Time Records. These are all on the 17th. Social Decline released Beyond the Gates. Decent Criminal released Driving, which is a single. The Path released a split with Controlled Substance. Risal, or it's X, Risal X. They released a new single called The New Demons. Uh, Split Tongue released Living in Sin City EP on Hardcore Victim. That's some cool new hardcore coming out of New Zealand, I want to say. Maybe it's Australia, somewhere down under. Wired Up, that was on the 18th. Wired Up released a new EP called Wired Up on Crossbar Records. It's pretty good. Just check it out. Jigsaw Youth came out with another single called Stranded on the 19th. The price and another one and another one, right? You were talking about <laughs> that every time they release something. Eric comments and says, "When are they going to put it together on a larger body of work?" Right? Exactly. <laughs> They're releasing several singles, and once like there's twelve or thirteen or I don't know some large number, an LP will be out. <laughs> uh, basically, basically, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Next release came out on the 21st, and the band is The Price de Fux. They're on Rad Girlfriend Records. It's a self-titled release, and the band's name is spelled P-R-I-C-E-D-U-I-F-K-E-S. I don't know any if I don't know how to fucking pronounce it. So go look them up. They're on Rad Girlfriend Records. Knife Club released a single called Repeat Repeat on TNS Records. The TNS Records putting out lots of music recently. Blue Bricks released Sparrows of Death, which is a single over on Little Willie Records. Brigade Loco from uh, Basque Country. There we go. I, I, I don't want to say Spain because they're in Basque Country. And Azione Direte, Diretta from Italy released Borghetti Crew split LP on Tough Ain't Enough Records. Five tracks from each band on that one. I listened to a little bit of that today because it came out today on the 22nd. Out of Orders releasing Under the Knife. I just posted a video for The Grass is Greener. Uh, their new video, and so go check that out. But that actual release is coming out uh, very soon. So check that one out. Uh, Under the Knife, I said very soon. Tomorrow, the 23rd. Next, Daltons are releasing Here Demand Maintenant on UVPR, and Cran is releasing Nate. 
Both of those on UBPR coming out on the 23rd. Illmatic is releasing Watch the World Burn on Upstate Records. Real Friends releasing There's Nothing Worse Than Too Late on Pure Noise Records on the 24th. Major Pain releasing Promo 2023 EP on Indecision Records. Longshot Odds releasing Go For Broke, which is a single on the 24th. We'll be playing that on the next episode. The Abrupters are releasing Noticeably Cheerless on Asian Man Records on the 24th. Morons Morons are releasing High Tension Situation. Rantan Plan is the name of the band, and they're releasing Ahoy on the 24th. Conservative Military Image are releasing Tragedy of the Commons single on the 24th. They will be releasing Casual Violence soon. Don't have a date on that yet. Exhibition is releasing The Last Laugh on Triple B Records on the 27th. Social Stigma will be releasing Class Warfare on the 1st. Toilet Rats are releasing 4. That's Roman numeral 4 on the 3rd. Primitive Man and Full of Hell will be releasing Suffocating Hallucination on the 3rd. Can't Swim will be be releasing Thanks But No Thanks. And there's actually a whole bunch on the 3rd. We'll save that for the next episode. Uh, well, actually, that's next Friday, and it's Bandcamp Friday, so I'll just run through it real quick. Can't Swim's releasing Thanks But No Thanks. Live By The Swords releasing Sir Nunos on Rebellion Records. Still Defiant releasing The Stubborn Few on Rebellion Records. Homefront releasing Game of Power. GT are releasing Goodnight Neanderthal. Zulu releasing A New Tomorrow on Flat Spot Records. The Heart Beeps are releasing Come Together on Slovenly Records. Wicked Bears are releasing Underwater on Wiretap Records. The Feel Good McClouds are releasing Back in Life, which is a single. Last Rule Heroes releasing uh, uh, Ain't Living Long. Uh, there's We'll talk more about that here in a minute. And the Tossers have a release coming out on the third. Huge long list. I did include all that stuff on the third, as that will be a Bandcamp Friday. Eric, what do you have to add to that long-ass list I have? A long-ass list? Well, a shorter-ass list. That's good. Uh, On the the 14th, the Runs released uh, Broken Hearts Want Broken Necks EP. And I'll listen to that one. It's got a few of... uh, It's got a few repeat singles from their their Jumpstart. Uh, single. Okay. Actually, they have Jumpstart on here, and they also have a uh, Fed Up and Fortune Cookie. So they got the whole, uh, the whole thing on there. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's a and it's a great EP. I love it. I awesome. love it. Uh, also, on the nineteenth, uh, the band Engaged released eight songs. That is literally the name of their release. And you know how multiple times we kind of brought up what constitutes as an EP or an LP is like eight songs. That's sort of the weird, happy middle where it's like, it's walking that faded line. A mini LP. <laughs> yeah, a mini LP. So it's it's just kind of funny that this band sort of went for broken. It's like, it's not an EP, it's an LP. It's eight songs in, in this uh, chronological order here. Nice. Uh, yeah. And then on the 27th and or the 3rd you know, of February and uh, March, Zulu will be releasing a new tomorrow. I still don't know what is the confirmed release date. It's, you know, la- the label Last Ride says something, and then Zulu says something else. So, I don't know. I got to keep my ears about for uh, uh, for the release on both of those days. Right. Yeah. So, we shall see. 
Anyway, on the 1st of March, Social Stigma will be releasing their Class Warfare EP. And we'll be talking about that with them uh, in the next episode, I believe. Or, no, not the next episode, the one afterwards. Correct. The, the point is we're interviewing the, <laughs> those guys. And <laughs> stoked, stoked to have them back on the show with a totally new lineup and new material. Uh, some of which is... Uh, yeah, one song, "The Red Scare." We played that before the last time they interviewed. So it's a, uh, it's a rollover. It's a song that's you know it was a single for three years, and now it's finally getting a proper release. Cool. Yeah, and the and then yes, the new "Wicked Bears Underwater." All you, uh, all you little uh, pop punk kids are just gonna be rolling in the aisles listening to this. <laughs> I hope. And yeah, the uh, primitive man and full of hell uh, split. I'm still very excited about that, and I've listened to uh, I've listened to the two songs they have out uh, they put out now, and yeah, it's uh, it's about what I'm it's about what I'm expecting. It's just uh, you know you got the slow drudge of uh, primitive man, and then the chaotic uh, off kiltered uh, noise of full of hell, and I do mean noise. Some of it is just straight noise. That's what uh, the last single that was released, uh, Tunnels to God, it was, it's like an eight, almost nine minute song. And most of it is harsh noise. Wow. Yeah. And that's what Full of Hell does. They have like entire little, uh, uh, little mini releases. That's just the FOH noise series. Okay. So yeah. And the uh, Primitive Man have experimented with harsh noise in uh, in their last album they released, uh, Immersion. There are some harsh there are some harsh noise tracks on there. So so yeah, this is kind of a weird match made in heaven. So kind of a weird split. I'm uh, I'm waiting with bated breath to see how the rest of this is going to is going to turn out. There's only three more songs that have yet to be released. So we'll see how these guys complement each other. And so far, pretty good. Awesome. Well, let's get into some new music. Uh, we covered our new music list. Eric, uh, both of us, between us, we have a lot of new music. So why don't you kick it off? Okay, I will kick it off um, with another crossover track. Yeah, last week we talked about the new Drain single. Well, today we're going to talk about the new single from Judiciary. They are a, a sonically similar uh, crossover band, only they're not from... Uh, they're not from the Bay Area like Drain. No, these guys are from Lubbock in Texas. Nice. Yeah. Now, Judiciary, they're they're great. I've seen them. Uh, actually, I've seen them once. I tried to see them a second time when they came through with uh, Gate Creeper back in 2019, I believe it was. And, yeah, they did not. Uh, I did not make it in time. Damn it. Because it's <laughs> to be on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Doing Should a Friendsgiving with my friends, so. Uh well, that's that's okay. That's okay. At least the first time I saw them, they were touring uh, uh, for their EP, Axis of Equality, back in uh, 2016, 2017. I think it was 2017. No, it was 2018. That's when it was. Yeah, 2018, they were touring for, they were doing that tour. And I remember getting mic time for their, uh, for the breakdown and the, on uh, the song. Oh man, what the hell was that song? I can't. I can't remember. We're not talking about actions of equality. I did play it on here once. Uh, songs from that EP, anyway. Uh, but yeah, since then, since then they've been uh, 
pretty busy. They did a split with mortality rate in 2017. And they did a, and then they had their first official LP, Surface Noise, come out in 2019. And, oh yeah, Surface Noise, that's a banger. That had a lot of great, uh, that had a lot of great songs on it. And now they're coming back a mere uh, four years later with Flesh and Blood. It's spelled out Flesh plus Blood. And, yeah, this one is uh, yeah, in interviews with uh, uh, Kyle Calvin, uh, their bassist. He said he's citing Slayer, Chimera, and Machine Head. He, he also notes a lot of Machine Head as the <laughs> primary influences. Uh, they're mixing like old school heavy metal with uh, contemporary energy. And it was produced, uh, this album is produced by Arthur Risk, who was a multiple collaborator with uh, Riley Gale of Power Trip. Thanks. So, if you know how Power Trip's albums sound, yeah, you can tell they're in good hands. They're in good hands. And and yeah, judging by how these singles sound, I can uh, I can attest these guys they sound fucking great. The first single that was released uh, was Engulfed, and that's the song that we're going to talk about. It's full of uh, gut punching riffs and just rolling rhythms that are broken up by little pinch harmonics and these uh, little crawling atonal scales with some added leads. And, uh, oh, man, the closing chant, shattered glass sound, it just roars. I love it. And there's also some soaring harmonies that thrown over that breakdown, just kind of bringing the song to a close. It's very proper that way. So, so yeah, Judiciary, they are, they are heavy uh, contenders. They're one of the flagship bands of the modern crossover era, mixed in uh, new school hardcore with uh, Neo Thrash. Just uh, you can say, kind of right in the coattails of Iron Reagan and the like. But they're doing a good job. So, without further ado, here is the newest from Judiciary. This is Engulf. So 
engulfed. Cool track. Yeah, it's a it's beautiful. It's some beautiful thrash that are coming in. So if if the history of crossover or neo thrash, whatever you want to call it, is in the hands of uh, these people, I, I say we're in a I say we're in decent hands. I think they got a very strong grip, right? Death grip, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The death grip. Yeah. On the uh, yeah, as for the history. Not exactly the history, the future. That's what I'm trying to say. The future of the genre. I think we're getting, uh, I think we got some good leads on this. Right. Right. Yep. And yep, that's all I got to say. Judiciary, the new yeah, Flesh and Blood, it's going to come out in a couple of weeks on the, yeah, come the 10th of March. I can't wait. The Friday after Bandcamp Friday. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. I guess the, uh, I guess the label thought something different. <laughs> something. Well, next up, we're gonna play something on a different label. The band is Audio or the band. The band is Deadlow from Massachusetts. They are on Audio Epidemic Records. I've got the the, the seven inch here, uh, thanks to Chris Crowbar, who is uh, of Audio Epidemic Records as well, but also does guitar and vocals in the band Deadlow. It's a really great four-track EP. It's called Not For Sale. They just released it about a month ago. It was January 20th. Uh, Real excited to have it. Real excited to play it. So let's get into the title track from it. Cool band again from Massachusetts. Let's get into some dead low, some more music. Here's the track, Not For Sale.
is a great EP. That's for sure going to be on my best of EPs list for 2023. Oh, I can see why. And that's a, that's always a lot of fun. Very jumpy, especially in the uh, chorus. Those little bam, 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 bam. Right. And the guitars, like the the little melody that just uh, that just sort of leads it. It's just uh, it's just fun. Absolutely. It's great. Speaking of that, I put my list out. If you want to listen to it, it's over on Punkin' Oil Worldwide about a month ago. Eric's, we would be recording Eric's. Uh, I opted to, you know, f- to tell him, like, hey, you, you need your audio, y- you know, because uh, he's going to do all the talking on his episode, and we want to hear him more clearly, even more clearly than we're hearing him right now, so he can talk about all the bands that he thought were great. So, Trying to get it done in February. It's probably going to be early March, so be on the lookout. We'll have two different episodes for Eric's uh, top EPs and then top LPs. Those will be some bonus episodes coming up soon, along with the whole bunch of interviews that we will have on the horizon. That band again, though, was Dead Low. Thank you again to Chris Crowbar and Audio Epidemic Records. Great label here in the States. A lot of great releases that... uh, would otherwise be on only a European label, and they're, they've got a lot here, so definitely check that label out. Uh, a lot of good stuff. We played a lot of good stuff from them recently as well, like that Ben Out of Shape and Senseless LPs that have both come out and both played those recently as well. Next up, though, we're going to be playing that track I was referring to earlier. The band is Last Real Hero, and that's R-E-E-L, Hero, Last Real Hero. They're from not too not far to from com- us. <laughs> not to be confused with Last Action Hero. Right, that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but something similar in the sense, at least real, right? R-E-E-L, that's kind of what it refers to, uh, real. Uh, you should definitely check out the band, though. They've got a cool sound. They're from Pueblo, Colorado, not too far from us, considering the majority of the bands that we play on the show anyway. And I want to thank Jeff for reaching out, sending it over to us. Uh, I'm going to talk about a a tour they're doing here coming in March as soon as we play the track. The track is called I Ain't Living Long Like This. And it's actually going to be available for streaming on March 3rd. That's Bandcamp Friday. The song was originally written by Rodney Crowell and made famous by Waylon Jennings. Now making it famous in our scene, at least, uh, is going to be Last Real Hero. So let's check out that track, I Ain't Living Long Like This. Rolling for trouble and I found it thud. Straight down the barrel of a lawman gun. I try to run, but I don't think I can.
angel, she's a dance hall queen. Big Texas Ruby looks like Santa Dee. I wanna love her, but I don't know how. I'm at the bottom of the jailhouse, now we're living long like this. There you go, last real hero. Uh, what'd you think of that? That that truck. Uh, I ain't living long like this. Well, it's kind of weird hearing a uh, hearing a uh, good old boy country classic go a little further south in terms of uh, inspiration, given that little uh, uh, Caribbean uh, overlay with it. Absolutely. If you're looking for what to call it, Colorado outlaw reggae. <laughs> All right, that'll work. <laughs> uh, Last Real Hero is hitting the road in March. Uh, they will be starting on the 10th in Pueblo. Then they'll hit Albuquerque, New Mexico on the 11th, El Paso on the 12th, Bisbee on the 13th, Phoenix on the 14th, Flagstaff 15th, LA 16th, Las Vegas on the 17th, rounding it out in grand old Salt Lake City on March 18th, day after pa- uh, St. Patty's Day. Day after the passing of St. Patty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cool stuff. If you want to check them out, and they are going to be somewhere in your neighborhood, uh, well, you should definitely get out there and check them out. Check out that new track coming out on Bandcamp Friday. And Eric, let's get into some more music. What do you got? 
Well, I got a relatively uh, new track from a relatively relatively well-known artist who just released an album. Uh, what was it last? Uh, earlier this year on the yeah, on the sixth of January, and I've been meaning to uh, shed some light on this one. This is a yeah, it's a song by the from the newest album from uh, by James Newell Austinberg Jr. <laughs> Only he's more commonly known as Iggy Pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Iggy Pop. I mean, what, what more could you say about the guy? He's a living fucking legend. He's the man, the myth, the leather-skinned legend. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, everyone knows about him. He's uh, hailed as, like, the godfather of punk rock. He's, uh, you know, made his... Uh, Let's see. He paid his dues in uh, the Stooges in the late 60s and the 70s. Everyone knows him for the songs like Search and Destroy and I Want to Be Your Dog. And the one I know him most for, 1970. Right. And I talk, Yeah, and I talked about the Stooges uh, before. Like, uh, not an episode last year. Or maybe it was. Yeah, it was last year. It was around this time, too, where I talked about their album Funhouse. Right. But I've, but I've yet to talk about a proper Iggy Pop album. And the thing was, when I did some uh, I did some research on Iggy Pop, like when was the last time he released anything? And the answer is uh, not that long ago. <laughs> right. This is his nineteenth solo album. He's been active. Yeah. Exactly. He's been releasing albums uh, fairly consistently since 1977, uh, with only like a two to four year gap in between. Uh, the biggest gap was uh, between Skull Ring in 2003 and Preliminaries in 2009. But that was excusable, as he was working on the uh, Stooges' comeback record, The Weirdness, which was released in 2007. There you go. So the guy, the man has been busy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. And still doing shows. And, uh, oh, yeah, he's still doing shows. I saw him at the uh, Punk Rock Bowling in 20. 20- 16 maybe something like that i saw that one too yeah yeah he just uh comes comes out the lanky the lanky man with the uh direct with the drabby flappy skin coming on to now i wanna be your dog right yeah anyway nowadays it's sort of weird to uh call iggy pop just punk he never really was punk you know, he was always something. Uh, he was always something in league with the punks, but something different. Yeah, he had like uh, influences from art rock to a lot of blues and a lot of uh, just uh, high class classic rock, and and even some jazz and electronic music all seeps into his uh, into his catalog. I mean, he's been active for forty years. I mean, you gotta have to gonna have to branch out somehow. <laughs> Otherwise, you just get boring. And, uh, yeah, you can call Iggy Pop many things, but he is not boring. So, anyway, what's he got for us now? His uh, latest offering comes in the form of Every Loser. And the album has got a pretty uh, a pretty hefty lineup. His, uh, it features Duff McKagan from uh, Guns N' Roses, uh, Chad Smith and uh, Josh Klinghoffer from Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Andrew Watt, who has produced this album. And these are his backing band that he proclaims as The Losers. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but it doesn't start there. That it doesn't stop there. The album also features uh, guest appearances from uh, Dave Navarro, Chris Cheney, and Eric Avery from Jane's Addiction, uh, Stone Gossard from uh, Pearl Jam, uh, Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters, and Travis Barker. Wow, he actually plays drums on today's selection, and that song being Neo Punk. And like I said earlier, Iggy Pop isn't exactly. Uh, his catalog isn't just clearly defined as punk rock. Um, and the same goes for this album. There are some punk elements on here, uh, but it's got a lot of his, uh, it's got a lot of his uh, trademarks. He has a sort of uh, high pitched, uh, uh, raspy vocals that, you know, correlate more with the uh, old school Stooges sound, or he's got his uh, slow, sultry crooning voice. And he does he does that a lot on this uh, on this record. There's a it goes every which way, it, much like you'd expect from Iggy. <laughs> so so I chose neo punk. Aside from the title, it is the uh, the most punk rock sounding song on this record. Um, yeah, both in both in musicianship and lyricism, it's a sort of a, a satirical song that takes jabs at. At the punks' contradictive ethics and how they and how they adopt the style and the surface level attitudes of punk, and also like have sort of bought into the system that they are allegedly fighting against. Right. Yeah, it's full of uh, such quips as like, "I don't have to sing; I've got publishing," and "I got I got a custom Rolls Royce; I got a spot on The Voice." And I'm a flashy Gucci model neo punk. <laughs> so it's, uh, it seems to be uh, conjointly criticizing the old punks, whom with age have uh, had to sort of adapt and just sort of fell into more conservative lifestyles. And yet it also functions as a warning to the new schoolers of where, of like where to place their ethics and to be cautious of who they choose to idolize. You know. You can uh, you can look up to uh, some punk rockers. It's like you can look up to you know your average Milo Alperman or your average Mike, or you can be looking up to uh, Dwayne Peterson of the U.S. Bombs, or even worse, Gigi Allen, <laughs> or or also even worse, Johnny Rotten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of these guys haven't exactly aged well. <laughs> Yeah, mentally and uh, socially speaking, as well. So, so yeah, it's nice to know that some of the older guys, you know, the members of the old guard, as it were, are still like uh, still got a decent enough head on their shoulders to where they can uh, not only call out all the shortcomings in society, but to call out the shortcomings in our own culture. That being the punks. So, so yeah, Iggy does it really well on this song. Here is neo punk.
Nice sentiments, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Good track there. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, uh, yeah, my only thing is to tell you, don't exact, don't expect more of this on this record. This is just one song. The rest of the record is uh, uh, pretty weird. It's got a lot of uh, rock and roll to it. And, yeah, I got uh, a lot of rock and roll, a lot of blues, and a lot of weird uh, little dancey parts, and some uh, weird spoken word from Iggy himself. Okay. But hey, it's fun all all through. It's a great album. I really enjoy it. Nice. So, and yeah, the album again is Every Loser from Iggy Pop and The Losers. <laughs> each one flex in their uh, each one flex in their style. Go ahead, go ahead and listen to it and uh, and just keep a keep an eye on the liner notes so you know who which in goddamn which musician is playing on which track. So you just kind of a uh, just kind of look out for their little inclusions. Right. Well, when you've been around as long as he has, and if you're putting out your 19th solo album, and I'm sure how many ever other things he's done along the way, he would probably be very bored if he was always putting out the same shit. So I could see why he's uh, got quite a variety going on. Probably keeps him interested. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, next up, we're going to play the band OC Rippers. Thank you to Ruined Records. You can go find this on Ruined Records, and thanks to Josh at Ruined Records uh, for sharing it with us. It came out on February 10th. Uh, The album is called Happy Hours Air Travel Club. Yes, it was kind of long, but it's Happy Hours Air Travel Club. (laughs) Sounds like a... It sounds like the open bar on a private jet. (laughs) Well, I would be all about the open bar on a private jet if uh, they were playing this album. It's a full-length album. I think there was 15 tracks, something like that. Most tracks are, you know, a little more than the tracks that we're playing here, but around like two minutes. So about average of two minutes per track, so still about 15 tracks full-length, but still around like 30 minutes or so. Uh, the band, if you're unfamiliar with OC Rippers, played them before. They're from Beachwood, New Jersey. Uh, we're going to play two tracks back-to-back. Both these tracks are about a minute and a half apiece, and I'm just going to play them back-to-back. Like I said, a lot of other really cool stuff on this one, so get out there, check it out. Thank you again to Josh. Let's get to OC Rippers with first track up is I'm Still Drunk, and the second one is Holes. We'll see what you think. Here goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
That's OC Rippers. What you think about that band? Well, you know, they got a uh, they have a sort of western appeal to them. Right? And I, I tried to include a little variety in there uh, as far as sound goes, just the diversity in, in what you're going to get on that album. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a and it's good. I really enjoyed that. I did too. Uh, I want to thank Josh again for sending that our way. Get out and check it out. It's brand new. Just came out less than two weeks ago. Again, Happy Hours Air Travel Club, and you can go find it over on Ruined Records. Go check out OC Rippers. Eric, we do have an interview with uh, Stefan from Spam Records. Uh, did we talk about – I don't think we even talked about that very much at the top of the show. No, not not entirely. You and I were talking about it before the show. I did the interview. Uh, we're about to do an interview with Stefan, which we'll get to in a moment. Stefan is in Linz, Austria. Uh, so a much different time, and I had, we sorted that out this last week. I did an interview with him. We're going to be talking more about that here in a moment. We're going to be getting to that, plus Eric's got a great cover-to-cover album. We're going to play a couple new releases from Spam Records, and that's S-B-A-M. I feel like a, it sounds like I'm saying Spam, S-P-A-M, but it's S-B-A-M, Spam. Uh, and we'll get to those in a moment. We'll get to Eric's album in a moment. Eric, uh, any live shows that you want to get to, talk to, talk about? Oh, do I? <laughs> yes, I've got a... Actually, I got one show to talk about. Cool. It was a show that I not only played, but a show that I put on. Oh, awesome. That's right. Oh, yeah. If you remember, Yeah, if you remember last week, I was talking about a show that I was putting on as a birthday show for uh, for my friend Shawnee. Right. Who turned the big 2-9 last Friday. 2-9. Well, congratulations to Shawnee. And, and hopefully she enjoys the last year of being 20 or just keep or in her 20s. And keeps telling everybody after that maybe she's continuing to stay at 29 forever like a lot of women do. <laughs> like a lot of women do. Because mostly it's like after you hit the age of 30, you just kind of, uh, you know... Uh, stop calling yourself by your actual age and just uh, sort of round it out to whatever decade you're in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, who am I to talk? I'm the youngest one here. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, the, the show, it went off with without a hitch, although I was like incredibly, incredibly antsy, stressed. I mean, it's a, I, I get really antsy before I play a show, but it's a uh, it's increased tenfold when I'm putting it on because I got to make sure everything is going to the tier. Right. You know, I need to make sure that the I need to make sure that the doorman is doing his job. I need to make sure that people are paying to get in. I got to make sure that uh, all the bands are loaded and are like setting up, ready to go at the uh, set time. And also, I got to make sure that the guest of honor isn't paying to get into her own birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But I'm like, hey, well, it's my show. I got the, I got leverage. I can do whatever the fuck I want here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I even uh, made a list. It was like, Shawnee gets in for free. And these people, her best friends, also get in for free. This is the guest list. All right. All right. That's fine. What was that aces, you know? I'm, I, I know everybody there. So, so yeah, it was going, it was going pretty swimmingly with, with uh, yeah, more or less without a, without any uh, bumps in the road. I went there and my friends helped me set up uh, balloons across the little, uh, uh, the booths in the bar and uh, threw up some, uh, 
I threw up some banisters. Some banisters. Good lord. <laughs> oh man, what those little uh, stringy ribbon things that you uh, that you hang up around parties? I can't remember like the a banner? name of those now. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a banner. It were like a they they roll out as if they were ribbons, like they're little paper sashes, you know? Okay. Streamers. Streamers. Yes. Those are what they are. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. There were streamers. I put them up in the uh, rafters above the stage and it looks, uh, it looks really nice. Awesome. Anyway, the bands that played, um, Simeon, that's, uh, my friend Drew's band. Remember we played them a few weeks ago. Right. I had they, we played their uh, demo, and I hadn't listened to that song prior, so that was just me going in on good faith that this song was going to be good, and it indeed was. But damn, dude, those guys fucking kill it live. They are so good. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, and oh, man, Drew, 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 you're not only a great bassist, but you got some fucking chops in the gutturals, man. They're killing it. Reminded me of like a a sort of a Mastodon, a Gojira, high on fire sort of feel. A lot of uh, a lot of progressive edge to it, and a lot of just heavy riffs. And, and also, his voice is uh, pretty similar to that of Matt Pike's. Not, not, I guess not to a T, but you know, I can hear it. Cool. Yeah. So Simeon, I was stoked to finally see them live. I hope to play with them again soon. They're great. Uh, the following band, Suffocator. Oh, yes, yeah, Suffocator. They had they had only played Aces uh, a week prior, and uh, I was talking with their singer Josh. Um, uh, it was the it was the show that I went to, but missed the entire set. <laughs> yeah, but he was reassuring me that that he missed their most embarrassing set. Well, that worked out it's well like for the you then. Yeah, I guess it did. And this set was uh it was a lot better, I could tell. I mean, I didn't even see the, the prior set, but I knew that this one was good. <laughs> he got a test, he was like, Yeah, this was much better. Uh, and then it was us. Then it was us, the apathetics. And oh man, was it so fun. We were just like we were bouncing around all over the stage. We had like a you know, we were just having a good time. By then we were all pretty uh uh, pretty well inebriated. Okay, not <laughs> terrible, but we had a few drinks in us. Uh, and some of the people in attendance, my friend Chris, uh, who plays in Ribbons, he attended the show. He wasn't even really planning on coming, but uh, we twisted his arm a little bit. I even uh, told him, I know that you love the band Alkaline Trio. Not only does my band sound similar to them, but we will be playing one of their songs. And maybe you should come up and sing it with us. And he's like, Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. I'll try and make it. And he showed up and I remember we were playing the song. It was private. Eye. we were playing and I see him all the way in the back of the bar, big old grin on his face. And I see him start walking up to the front, right onto the stage. And then gets up on the stage and just joins Tyler in on the mic. Nice. Oh yeah. That was a, that was a fun moment. Uh, and then the, yeah, let's talk about the bad religion song, the bad religion song. I remember when I posted about the uh, about last week's episode, I texted Shawnee saying, okay, if you happen to be scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and you see my post about SLC Punkcast, don't read it because that will spoil the surprise. <laughs> 
And she's like, okay, I won't. Good. So she was, so she was none the wiser as to uh, what song we were going to play. And, and yeah, we started it. And yeah, I started it off. I was saying like, uh, Hey, let's, uh, let's talk about Shawnee. It's her birthday today. Me and Shawnee, we've known each other for years. We went to middle school together. We started hanging out well after we graduated high school. And I was sharing her, I was sharing with her the things that are most important to me, which were, uh, which were these certain bands, one of which she happened to really latch on to. And we know that Bad Religion, they have a lot of great songs. And I proceeded to play like the, the opening riff to uh, No Control. It's like, no, we're not playing that one. And then I started playing uh, Fuck Armageddon, This Is Hell. No, we're not playing that one either. I'm just <laughs> having fun sort of teasing the audience. <laughs> and, but mostly just uh, teasing Shawnee. It's like, okay, I know that you have a lot of favorite Bad Religion song, but the one that you, but this is the one that you hold higher than the rest of them. So by the band that is tattooed on my forearm, here is your favorite song. So you say you gotta know where the world goes around, etc. <laughs> and she, and she was uh, like, "Yes, yes, I love you." Uh, that was a that was a great moment. And during the last uh, uh, the last minute of that song, like right after the solo, I just drop my bass. I grab the mic. I go down into the crowd and just like sing the last verse down there. And I sing the last chorus like right up into her face. Nice. That's awesome. Great birthday yep. for her. Yeah, it was a it was a great birthday party, a great birthday present. She was just uh, yeah, she was just happy and incredibly thankful for that. And I'm like, well, it's my pleasure. It's the least I could do to repay you for all the birthday parties you've thrown for me in the past few years. <laughs> yeah, and oh my god, there were a lot of people. There were so many people, and uh, like I didn't expect so many people to show up. That's fantastic. But, yeah, but you know, it's a show on a Friday, and uh, all the other bars downtown are busy because of All-Star Weekend. So, yeah, apparently this was the place to be. That's cool. I mean, of course it was the place to be. <laughs> so, uh, Apathetic said uh, people were coming up to us afterwards saying that we were, like, the most fun band. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably because we were the only non-metal band on this bill. <laughs> yeah. And like I said before, we were supposed to have Wicked Bears on there, just a sort of like a, a offset the mood, uh, and just sort of uh, share that offset with us. But you know, they they couldn't make it, which sucks because Wicked Bears are a lot of fun. But but it's okay. And then uh, Disengage closed out the night. I watched some of their set. They were yeah, you know, they did pretty decent. I know that Colt, their guitarist, he was he was pretty out of it. He was really he was kind of sick. So he was he was absent throughout most of the party. He even told me beforehand, he's like, if you don't see me, I'm not like ignoring you. I just feel like shit and I gotta sleep it off in my car. It's like, dude, don't even worry. Just don't get us sick. Right. You rest up. You rest up so you can play a good set. And and they did, from what I saw, they did play a pretty decent set. Cool. That's fantastic. Yep, it was. And I was the yeah, I was the last person to leave that to leave that show. And uh, just sort of uh, just sort of walked out, took the remaining balloons, sent them up into the sky. I was like, "All right, I salute thee." <laughs> yeah, and also a, a f another little funny thing that happened uh, halfway through a song. I was uh, um, 
yeah, halfway through a song I was playing, uh, my barber was actually in attendance. And I see them in the crowd holding up a shot of tequila toward me as I thought he was cheersing to me, but I'm like, oh no, you're handing it to me. Okay. So I was like, okay, do the do the salt, lime, shot, and then good. Awesome. I'm pretty sure I spilled most of it on myself, but it it doesn't matter. <laughs> so Apathetics is such a is such a fun band to be a part of. I'm I'm stoked to be I'm stoked to be playing with those guys. And oh yeah, we got in a, we're gonna be recording soon in a couple weeks. Awesome. Looking forward to it then. Yep. Gonna we're gonna be laying down a couple new tracks and we're also uh, gonna be releasing an LP. Those are already in the conversation. The, those talks are in the works. Cool. So yeah, we gotta we got some nice stuff on the horizon. Both my bands do. We have a yeah, we're gonna be record anonymous gonna be recording pretty soon as well. We finished all the tempo charting and uh, have some scratch tracks ready. Now we just gotta tighten it up and of course record the vocals. Perfect. Well, coming soon then. Coming soon yep. to a podcast, which is this one near you. <laughs> yep, coming soon to a speaker near you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what I got in uh, uh, in regards of uh, shows that I've attended. Um. So yeah, I got I got some other ones that are uh, coming up, but let's uh, get through yours. All right, a uh, couple for this weekend. Uh, at True Story Brewing Company on February 25th, a 6 p.m. show, $10 all ages. You can go see the Supersonic Cocksuckers, Pickaxe, Soda City Riot, Gambit, and Longshot Odds. Uh, looks like that is going to be in Birmingham, Alabama. I uh, like Longshot Odds. We'll be playing them next week. Soda City Riot's awesome. And a band name like the Supersonic Cocksuckers. I mean, doesn't that pique people's interest? <laughs> like, how fast are you going? Right, <laughs> supersonic. Uh, it's like make you make you come in a millisecond. <laughs> uh, at Legends in Edinburgh, uh, that's Scotland. Doors open at seven, and the par- bottom part of the flyer is cut off. Uh, Looks like it might be $11 in advance, $10 at the, or 15 at the door, rather. The band you will get to see there, and that's Saturday the 25th, you'll get to see Control uh, and Brass Knuckle and Rare Breed, three fantastic bands, played all of those bands on the show. So if you're there in Scotland, definitely go check out those bands. Uh, on the 24th at the Knitting Factory in Los Angeles, you can go see Tsunami Bomb, Death by Stereo, Vintage War, and Dead 77. Uh, you can go to Ticket Web and get tickets. It's an all-ages show. Starts at 6, it looks like. Or maybe that's the doors open. Not sure. But that's this Friday. So go check that out if you're in L.A. and you want to see some cool punk rock bands. Uh, next up is February 24th at Santa Rosa Tattoos and Blues. That is in Santa Rosa, California at the Flamingo Resort. You can go see Hunting Lions, Dell Bombers, No Account, and the Idle Wild West. We talked about that band last week. The Idle Wild West. <laughs> Idle Wild West. And then you can go see Half Dizzy this weekend, February 24th, in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania at the Sound Bank. And on the 25th at, 
Jekyll and Hyde's Gastropub, Erie, Pennsylvania, and then on the 26th at Natalie's Grandview in Columbus, Ohio. So get out there and check out Half Dizzy. Love that band. Uh, I've got a couple more, one of which, go support our pals in the band Reckless Upstarts. If you're in uh, near, where is this at, Meteor, so it's up in Canada. They're playing a free show Sunday, March 5th at Meteor in Windsor. And they're going to be shooting the video for their first single off their upcoming LP. All fantastic news right there. And that's this Sunday. Oh, sorry, not this Sunday. It's the following Sunday, Sunday, March 5th. So get out there. It's going to be at 2 p.m. at Meteor. Free show and video shoot. So get out there and check out Reckless Upstarts. Love that band. Love Mike. He's awesome. Uh, the last couple that I'm going to mention there is a Saturday night, uh, Saturday night live punk featuring 13th Legion Royal Sham and uh, I can't read the font on that. The Mud Butts and Full Send. That's at the Irish Rose Saloon on March 11th. And Irish Rose Saloon that is in Waikiki. So if you're going to be over there in Hawaii, go check out those cool punk rock bands. And finally, the Common People's Fest. I mentioned that previously. Uh, that's going to be on March 3rd and 4th. You'll get to see Von Daniken's Oriaga 778, Fracture, Lavette, Revanche, Offensiva, Entre Vandals, Labana, Brutal Seegers, and Asidio. And that will be in Barcelona at Meteoro. Uh, go check them out. Several of those bands I've played or will be playing recently as we'll be doing a shit ton of bands from Spain. It's like 10, spanning over 10 different episodes. And all of those ones from Spain anyway, because a couple of those are from France, will be covered there. Eric, that's all I got. What do you got? Well, I got a, uh, I got a couple here. Uh, on the 23rd, Bayside and I Am the Avalanche and Coyo, we play in the uh, complex at 7.30 p.m. That is a $26 entry. Uh, don't forget the fees. <laughs> on, the, uh, on the 24th, just for the record, Soft Spoken and Social Soup will be playing at Platinum Music and Sports Memorabilia. That is in Provo, 20, 273 West Center Street. And that'll start at 7 p.m. Don't know how much it is. Um, but yeah, the uh, the bassist and singer for just for the record, Blake, that is his dad's shop that he's uh, kind of urged him into making a a little uh, DIY venue. Cool. Yeah, and uh, Apathetics, we played there last October, and it was it was cool. But his dad is such a uh, oh man, he's such a strict individual. He does not allow swearing on stage. I'm like, yeah, that's. That's going to happen, sir. It's <laughs> a punk show. We swear by nature. It's a regular vocabulary. Yeah, listen to some George Carlin every once in a while. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, on the 28th, uh, Viagra Boys will be playing The Depot. Now, I've looked at, I looked at the information on this show. It only says the Viagra Boys. I don't know who else they're touring with or if even they're touring with somebody or if and there's uh, any opening acts uh, on the local spectrum. As far as I know, it's just the, it's just the Viagra boys. Well, uh, anyway. short, short evening then. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, let me see. I got the I got the site up here in a on the Live Nation. Sweet. Well, as you pull that up, we're about to get into your great cover to cover album. We'll be doing spam interview here in a moment as well. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm looking it up. I actually have it open. Um, yeah, there is no information of any bands playing other than Viagra Boys. Okay. Okay. So I I guess you just get them. Maybe you'll see somebody else. Maybe you won't. Yeah. And unless uh, a bigger band is doing a secret set, then that'd be fun. Right. One way to find out, it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah, only one way to find out. Go. I mean, I'm going to go because I love the Viagra Boys. I think they're going to be fun. Anyway, on the on the first of March, moving into the new month, uh, Gideon for the Fallen Dreams, Orthodox Straight Edge, and Guerrilla Warfare are going to be playing at Urban Lounge, and that is I'm sorry to say twenty one plus. Uh, it's eighteen dollars uh, pre sale, twenty dollars twenty dollars day of the show. That's going to be starting at seven p.m. And finally, on the fourth, Wicked Bears are doing their underwater album release show with the Littlest Man Band and Calorie Pairs. That's going to be at the Beehive. It's uh, $15 in advance and $20 day of. I figure it starts around 6 or 7 p.m. They don't have a set time. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully hopefully it's going through. Hopefully uh, Nick and his uh, situation is uh, resolved enough to where uh, Wicked Bears will be playing shows. But haven't seen any uh, cancellation on that, da- on, on that show yet. So hopefully we're doing fine. Excellent. Well, okay. time to get to that great cover-to-cover cover album then. Yeah, great cover-to-cover cover album. And let me tell you, this week was rough. I was really hard-pressed on uh, trying to talk an album, talk about an album that I hadn't talked about before or or to a point where it wouldn't make sense. Like, a, no, I already talked about this band a couple episodes ago or... You know, I don't want to be too uh, repetitive. And then I just started going through the list of albums that I wanted to talk about that I, you know, more or less uh, forgotten about. Awesome. Well, you came across one, it looks like. (laughs) I came across across one. I was just going in my head like, what was an album that I wanted to talk about? What was it? Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess it's going to be this one. (laughs) And I wanted to... The thing was, I wanted to choose an album that I like knew pretty much, so I wouldn't, so it wouldn't be as much of a stressor, I suppose. <laughs> Especially with everything been going on this week, just just I need to, I need to relax, man. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be relaxed, and this is gonna be, yeah, this is the second time I'll be talking about this band on this show, and that band is H Two O. Oh yeah, we right. are talking about H2O again. The yeah, the New York hardcore veterans who uh, brought a significant change into the into when it was a uh, New York hardcore was pivoting. You had bands like uh, Madball and District Nine and uh, Crown of Thorns bringing more of that groove element in there and just sort of a uh, uh, just sort of be becoming more aligned with the uh, hip hop crew, the sort of gangsta crew. And then you had. Then you have bands like H2O, who were taking the youth crew vibe laid down from uh, Youth of Today and uh, particularly Gorilla Biscuits, 
and just sort of bringing that East Coast uh, edge with the sort of a laid back West Coast skate punk vibe. And you could and you could uh, see their influences, uh, how far their influences span on their "Don't Forget Your Roots" uh, compilation. This is just a bunch of uh, uh, covers of some of their favorite bands, going from Rancid and Social Distortion to Seven Seconds and Madball. And yeah, they have they managed to take it all in a funnel and put it together, and we got an some awesome band. And I already talked about H2O's, uh, one of my favorite albums by them, uh, their first album, uh, self-titled. I talked about that, I think it was a couple years ago. Yeah, sometime back in uh, 2021, I like to think. But anyway, that's not important. important. What's important now is I'm talking about my other favorite album. And this is the one that was, this is the album that properly introduced me to H2O. I had listened to them on like the... uh, on the Punkorama or the Warp Tour compilations. And it was a few songs here or there. I remember hearing the songs like uh, Ever Ready or uh, Faster Than the World or Thicker Than Water. And all great songs in their own right. But it was when I heard the album Nothing to Prove that I was like, okay, okay. I think I get the I think I get the hype around these guys. <laughs> and so, there is so many good songs on that record. I mean the title track is great, 1995, uh, Mitch, Fairweather Friend, and uh, Sunday Morning. And they're all like such a relatable, down-to-earth uh, songs. And and yeah, they got a pretty extensive catalog of features on this one, including, uh, including but not limited to, uh, Roger Murray from Agnostic Front, Freddie Madball from uh, Madball, obviously, uh, Siv from Gorilla Biscuits, uh, Lou, from Sick of It All, Kevin Seconds ca- comes in, Danny Diablo comes in, and also Matt Skiba comes in. They all like have little uh, parts, little vocal parts on there. And and yeah, the two songs that I picked do feature some of these influences. <laughs> influences, these features. <laughs> well, yeah, they're influences as well. But but yeah, the first song that I'm going to choose is A Thin Line. That's because I love how... Uh, I love how laid back H2O kind of presents themselves, but they do have songs that could be a bit more aggressive, not super tough guy, hardcore, but still just like, a, yeah, we're packing a bit of a punch, you know? Right. And, and yeah, a thin line, it certainly helps to have the uh, backing vocals of Lou Collar. Right. Cause he's got such a, he's got such a distinct voice in, uh, in New York hardcore and hardcore in general. And it really adds to the song's intensity. And a thin line is about like, a, well, I mean, the lyrics just say, I'm calling you out. <laughs> and it's calling out for, uh, for those people that I was saying earlier, uh, to which, uh, the Iggy pop song was referring to, uh, those people who just sort of take punk as a, as a fashion statement or as like a, or as just a little, uh, a mood, a phase that you kind of grow out of, you know? And it's cool that people have those phases, you know, but when you are wearing it as like a, this is my life, man, you know, we're just like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. Okay. You'll be gone in two months. (laughs) (laughs) And nine times out of 10, people who go the hardest burn out the quickest. Right. Yeah. Come on. You gotta, you gotta pace yourself. man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's not the same for everybody, but uh, 
I mean, me, I didn't pace myself. I just dove right the fuck in. It was like, I was testing the waters. I was just like waiting, dipping my toes. Okay. And then my friend just came and just slapped me on the back and pushed me in. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm not getting out. <laughs> so here I am still swimming, not drowning, swimming. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I like to thank H2O. They were one of the very first hardcore bands. Hardcore. I'm using the air quotes there. Proper bands that got me. They got me on the road to discovering uh, this type of music because it was more digestible for my little uh, punk rock palate, we'll say. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about a thin line. This is H2O at uh, somewhat of their most aggressive. I'm calling you out for everyone to see because you look like, act like people you want to be. I'm calling you out for everyone to know because you look like, Said best right there. Right. Also, I I gotta correct myself. Uh, Lou Collar was not on this song. He I got it confused. He is on Fairweather Friend and also on uh well the the next track I'm gonna be talking about. No, those uh, guest vocals you hear you heard were from Freddie Madball himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is on Fairweather Friend. Uh, during the little uh, sort of breakdown part, the part that Lou is singing, he's actually singing Friends Like You by Sick of It All. Well, rather the chorus. Wait, hey, friends like you. Wait, hey, friends like you. <laughs> Man, little inclusions, little inclusions like that. Even the song uh, Sunday, there's a reference to Fugazi. Awesome. Like, uh, yeah. I'm in the waiting room. I'm a patient boy. I wait, I wait, I wait. <laughs> yeah. That song's about uh, uh, Toby Moore sitting in the waiting room uh, waiting for his son to be born. 
Yeah, and talking about his son, little uh, Maximus Henry Morse, he actually introduces this album in his little uh, toddler voice. But as you don't know, H2O go! <laughs> Just like, oh, it's so adorable. <laughs> just, I just love that. Just one of those things that makes uh, Toby Moore such a a wholesome human being, right? Yeah, I follow, I follow him on Instagram. That guy is just dripping with PMA. I'm like, Toby, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> He's just got that mindset. I love it. I love it. Um, oh yeah, and also if I if I want to go on about the little references to hardcore past. And the song, uh, Nothing to Prove, it's going like, in the bridge, it's like, hard times have come our way, we held it down, we kept the PMA. Okay, hard times come our way, that's Chromax. Held it down, that's the song, Hold It Down by Madball. And keep the PMA, well, that's a sort of blanket statement, but we all know who said it first, it was the fucking bad brains. Get that PMA. Right. Uh, Yeah. So, so yeah, they're they're just uh, not exactly name dropping, but I mean they don't have to name drop. They got the names with them. These are and these are not like features. These are just like uh, them reaching out, getting a getting a favor from the label. It's like these guys are all friends. They all come from the same background, right? Especially with Sick of It All. Toby Morse was a roadie for Sick of It All back in the eighties. Absolutely. It's where he, yeah. he he was, uh, you know, building relationships. I mean, he was all friends, like you said, anyway, but uh, probably meeting other people along the way as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it all. And and yeah, that's a that's a decent segue into uh, into the next song that I'm uh, that I want to talk about. This was the song that like turned me into a fan, and it's the song that's uh, uh, throughout the lyrics uh, talking about the sort of ego trips that come through in hardcore. And so I was saying, like, uh, all these guys that are featured in uh, in this album, they're they're here because they want to be. It's because, yeah, it's a favor to a friend. I want to do this for you. I want to be there for you. Yeah. But a lot of the times in, uh, in punk rock and hardcore and any music genre, you just sort of uh, get a little big for your own shoes, in a matter of speaking. And... And yeah, it becomes so much of like a, uh, it becomes so much of a stylistic change, becomes so much of a social change. And just, uh, you just can't help but wonder like, what happened? And that's the name of this song. So, so yeah, that's, this is the question on everybody's mind when they think that our little culture is being too saturated or just being uh, misguided by a lot of people who have, uh, who are just simple minded. So, yeah. What happened to the passion? What happened to the reason for screaming? That's this is the song that sold me on H2O. Let's listen to it. When it began, for those who don't know, it didn't matter how you looked or what you wore to a show. Dress code, fuck no. We didn't care about the brand of your jeans and all the shit in your hair. But now, the biggest part is all about the image and the
on for several minutes after that yeah it does it does go on but it's mostly just a bunch of uh, uh just uh like a some one-liners and just some random dialogue some uh phone messages uh and just some little skits right there's also one where adam blake is just like giving off random facts about the about the people in the band uh, one of which is uh, Toby Morris has the largest collection of unopened Nike sneakers in the in the West Coast. <laughs> it also says that he himself, uh, Adam, was in the music video for ACDC's Thunderstruck. So that's pretty cool. Right, that is cool. Yeah. So yeah, if you wanna if you wanna know more about that, if you wanna listen to the I don't know six or seven added minutes of all that bullshit, right. Uh, just listen to it on the CD. I don't think it's on the LP. I haven't checked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's on the LP. But it's either. not on the streaming. <laughs> yeah, or you can find it on the on the YouTube's. I'm pretty sure it's there. But but yeah, you can find you can find it, and it's a uh, it's worth it. There's some funny stuff that they got to say. Right. Yeah. So anyway, H2O. That's uh my other favorite album by those guys. It's, H2O uh, go. Yeah. H2O. Go. And by the way, that was uh, Matt Skiba in that song. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Gave up on your wildest dreams. Maybe I'll talk about Alkaline Trio more when I get further into the show. I gotta get further into their discography. I haven't listened to too much of them. <laughs> well, and I know that's a that's apparently sacrilege compared to. Uh, within uh, punk rock circles, especially in the band I'm in, everybody listens to Alkaline Trio except for me. I'm like, okay, I I gave up a few tries, honestly, but <laughs> there was just something about them that didn't keep me coming back. But I'm like, okay, they're they're growing on me. We'll let it'll happen. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, I guess we'll look forward to Eric's journey into Alkaline Trio and Matt Skiba. <laughs> Yeah, well, I have listened to Matt Skiba, the Matt Skiba and the Secrets. That album, uh, at least that album, cuts the big blue album. That was a that was a good one. I like that. Oh, good. Well, maybe you will be talking more about those in the future. On this episode, we're about to get to an interview, and that is an interview with Stefan, who is one of the people that run Spam Records, S B A M. And you can go check them out on social medias at Spam Rocks or Spam.Rocks on Facebook. Uh, they 
started doing a festival, and we'll let uh, Stefan kind of get through it on the interview, but I want to point out the Spam Fest, which will be in Linz, Austria, uh, features a lot of really cool bands. Like if you aren't didn't know, on uh, June 2nd, uh, no effects is playing. They're playing like a, a night show, and it is a, it's a separate show, and it's part of the No Effects farewell tour. But it is the night before, and then the actual festival is going to be on June third and June fourth. So if you're going to be somewhere over there, you'll definitely want to go check it out. On the third, you'll get to see bands like Flogging Molly, Anti Flag, Less Than Jake, Zebrahead. Stand Atlantic, Vaneria, The Von Tramps, Mobina Galore, CF98, Sincere Engineer. And then on the fourth, you'll get to see Bands, Rancid, Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls, Hot Water Music, The Menzingers, Bowling for Soup, Destroy Boys, Jen Razavi. She's a bomb pops. Looks like she's doing some solo stuff there. Public Serpents, The Bloodstrings. A lot of cool stuff, Uh, more bands on top of those, but uh, you can definitely go check those out. There is fest.sbam.rocks if you want to go get more details, and we'll talk more about those things on the interview. Uh, Spam Records also has several artists, several releases on their page, uh, which is at spam-rocks.us. You can go see bands that they have done releases for and those are bands like bad cop bad cop boss's daughter which we're going to play a track from here in a moment bridge city sinners counterpunch days and days fire cell friends will roam get dead gutter mouth no fun at all pulley roughneck riot russ rankin ruskasia snuff the dead krizukis venomous pinks the von tramps Useless ID. There's several others. I was just trying to quickly name a bunch that we'd actually we've played on this show, or had talked about those releases. So uh, a lot of cool stuff there, and they are going to be doing a uh, punk rock karaoke thing, which we'll talk more about in the coming weeks. But they'll be doing that here in Linz on March 18th. But part of their fest just not part of that direct thing. And then something I forgot to mention that is on their social media, but I didn't mention it in the interview, is they were nominated, Spam was uh, nominated for the USA Biz Award for their achievements, plans, and projects regarding Spam Records and Fest, Spam Fest in the U.S. Uh, Pretty cool nomination there. Uh, It'll be awarded on March 10th in Santa Monica, so uh, you can go follow them, like I said, on Spam Rocks if you want to go check that out. But I wanted to mention that because I forgot to mention that during the interview. Now we're going to get to the interview here in just a moment. We'll play a couple of new releases from Spam Records. We'll kick it off with Boss's Daughter. They released Bouts with Bummers on Spam Records, and that came out on February 10th. Eric and I were talking about that on the last episode. If you're unfamiliar with Boss Daughter, they are from Reno in Nevada, and we're going to play a track called Extinction for you to listen to off of that new album. And then we'll get into the interview with Stefan, and immediately following the interview, we're going to play something else new from the band Public Serpents. 
That's off their bully puppet that will be coming out next month. We'll talk more about that after the interview. Let's get into the track and then the interview. Here is Extinction from Boss's Daughter. Joining me now is Stefan from Spam. Thank you for joining. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. Excellent to have you here. Uh, let's get into what you do with Spam Records. So Spam is it's a record label. I've played bands that you guys have put out releases for and so forth. But you guys are so much more than that. Where are you specifically? And then let's get into where is Spam Records as a label. It all started with artworks. I, I started doing artworks for bands like No Effects, Lagwagon, Goldfinger, Sum 41. And then we, we, we did some club shows in my hometown in Austria. And uh, then we built this festival. It was kind of small at the beginning, but it grew and grew. And then we decided to do a, a record label, but it was never planned. It was kind of happened by accident <laughs> because we did some, I think for the second 
Spamfest, we did a charity sampler with all the bands that played the festival. And then after that, some bands contacted me if, when I released their album. And we didn't have a clue uh, what was what we had to do with the label. But it sounded kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, that's how we started the label. Doing the shows and the artwork started first. How long ago did you start? I think the first artwork I did was... 2014 or 15 i don't know it was for joey cape okay and then the shows locally when did you start doing those it was i think a year later i, I just did the artworks because i i liked the bands and i just wanted to do something beside my day job and yeah it, i never planned to do a company or do it full-time but i always loved punk rock and then i after i did all these these posters um a couple of years later, I had some connections to all these bands, so I did more and more club shows, and then I built a festival because I had all these contacts, and I probably know most of the bands personally, so it was easier for me to 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 build something. Yeah. When was the first festival? First festival was uh, 2017. So six years now, this upcoming year in June, right? It's number five. We did the first one in 2017, then 2018, 2019. <laughs> and then we had to pause because of the post, uh, because of the pandemic. And right. it's it's the fifth one. But we did some some fall editions. Uh, it was they were a little bit smaller, but I think overall it's the if you, if you count the, the the fall editions as well, I think it's the seventh edition. You're providing like you know the backstory here is a great evolution into getting into doing it for anybody that would you know venture to do the same thing. You start small, yeah. go big. I mean, starting where you did artwork, building those relationships, then doing the shows, getting the experience, you know, booking working with venues and so forth, and then getting into the festival. Now your festival, you, you know, especially at this point, headliners, no effects, flogging Molly, rancid. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger in the punk world than bands like that. And then all the other bands that are playing on there, several other great ones, Anti-Flag, Less Than Jake, Frank Turner, Menzingers, huge. There's so many other great bands. We'll get into that here in a moment. But building those relationships and building that type of a lineup for a festival is is awesome, you know, to say the least. Thanks, yeah. It, it's it was a pain in the ass to get all these bands because <laughs> it's it's officially the the fifth editions, but you have to to do so many festivals to get all these big bands because you have to get a reputation. And yeah, it, it wasn't easy, but. Yeah, I, I'm totally happy with the lineup because it's 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 amazing. It, tons of my favorite bands are playing there. Yeah, it's if, if you look at the festival a couple of years ago, the first one, it was also pretty cool because we had Snuff, Teenage Bottle Rockets, Ignite. It was cool. And, and then the next one, we had, I think, Bouncing Souls and Propagandy and all these bands. And to be honest, I thought it couldn't get bigger. I, I never imagined to get... Uh, rancid uh at my festival so that's that's pretty cool yeah and if for no other reason you're creating a great show that you're going to enjoy now everybody else gets to enjoy it's just a, a nice byproduct <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true <laughs> i i have the same ideas in this area of the united states not a lot goes on you know no big festivals uh, of this sort and so mm -hmm. to do something like that to start is almost a selfish reason for myself. It's like, well, I want to see some of these bands make their way through here 
And I, I think that we're missing out on not having something like that. And I don't know if that was something kind of filling a void for you. Where is the festival, the Spam Fest? It's in it's in Linz. It's in Austria. It's on the near the border to Germany. Um, yeah, it's around that area. If you you just talked about this uh, selfish thing about building the festival. I also had this, but the problem is. If you're doing a festival, I'm not able to watch any bands because it's always right. stressful. Every time something <laughs> happens, it's it's a nightmare. The last festival last year, we had Dropkick Murphys and Pennywise and uh, tons of other bands. And I think I watched one band because there was no time to watch a band. And it's it's it really sucks. I hope this time it's, it's different because I really want to watch Rancid. I want to see the last show of No Effects. Uh, yeah, tons of bands. Yeah. Like right. to see because I've never seen them before. Like Bowling for Soup, I've never seen them. Or uh, yeah, Rancid. I've never seen the last show of Rancid. They definitely put on a great show. Wearing one of the shirts I picked yeah. up at one of the many shows I, I, I've seen them, and they're always okay. always a, a, a great live show. So I hope you get to see more. I, I hope that you get to. You have a fantastic lineup. Is there anything else in proximity to Linz? That, uh, you know, because Europe, I know Europe's fantastic for festivals in the summer months, you know, the May, maybe even April, but May through August, September, and in, even in the indoors, but it's nice to get outdoors. You can usually pack in more people, a lot bigger bands, bigger shows, mm. and so forth. So is there anything else in proximity? Uh, we, we just have this, this one thing. We have another club show with Interrupt Us later, but uh, we, we, the last time we did the festival, was, it was end of July. But there are tons of festivals around that time. It's I don't know if you if you know Punk Rock Holiday, yep, or Brock Rock, all these uh, cool festivals in Europe. And it's it's around the same. It was around the same time, and we all had pretty much the same lineup. So um, that 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 sucks because it's just a four hour drive or five hour drive to to get to another festival. Uh, so we decided to do it earlier in the year. So we're probably one of the first punk rock festivals in Europe. So that's that's pretty good for us. The, the great thing about Europe is, like you said, four or five hour drive. There's so many other, mm. you know, I, I'm sure plenty of people in Austria that might want to go see it. But in those surrounding countries, there's so many surrounding countries with not such a far drive. And just as you said, mm. if it's not within a few days or a week where they're going to be seeing the same bands, people are going to want to go and travel to see it. Yeah, yeah it's it's totally different here because I, I was in LA a couple of weeks ago and I spent almost every time in the car because everything is so far away. Yeah. And we had three or four hour drives and we're still in the same city. Uh, if you do that in Aus in Europe, especially Austria, you're in another country. So that's, that's, that's pretty crazy. Right. With the Spam Fest, uh, what are the plans with doing that? So you mentioned that uh, you, you do like a fall edition sometimes, and, and we'll get more into it in a moment, but Spam is, you know, is not exclusive to being in Austria at this point. You being in L.A., what are your plans for doing fests maybe outside of this one? Do you have a, a fall edition coming up? Are you planning on expanding and doing a spam fest outside of Austria? Yeah, we we're gonna have the first spam fest in Germany this year. It's in October. It's just a really small edition for I think eight hundred people. We just want to test the regions and everything, uh, and we don't have much time to do a two day festival because 
we just want to try if it's doable there. Uh, so this is the first spam fest that's out of Austria ever. And we're currently working on the first spam fest in the United States. I'm going to be back in LA in March, uh, mid of March. So I'm going to watch for some locations, but it's going to be in the Los Angeles area, September next year. That'll be great that you're bringing that here. You know, a lot of record labels, uh, a lot of releases, punk releases that we have on the show, there'll be a European label or two or three, depending, you know, maybe one in Spain, one in Germany or wherever, or just one exclusive to Europe. And then a lot of them will have uh, another label in the U.S. releasing the, the albums. But with Spam, you know, you, you've probably worked with some in that sense before, but you're working on expanding the reach of Spam. Is that something that you can then handle releases instead of partnering with other labels uh, in other areas? Is that something that makes it so you can kind of exclusively work with the release? Yeah, that, that's the plan. And we're going to open an office in Arizona soon. A friend of us, uh, Gabby from the Venomous Pinks, uh, has this cool company called Chaos Merch. And uh, she's going to work for us in, in, in the U.S. And yeah, we're going to have an office in, in Messer. I don't know when we're going to open, but this year. and. Yeah, the plan is to, for me or for us, is to be uh, half a year in the States and half a year in, in Europe. So m we want to more focus on the U.S. market right now, as I well as the European market, but we also want to focus on the U.S. market right now. But we have some, some distribution companies and some partners who help us spread the records all over Europe. Uh, but we just have one office in Austria and... Soon another office in the U.S., yeah. One thing I noticed on your, your social media, and I figured we should mention it here as well, is that you're reaching out to the community, to people that follow you uh, on Spam for social medias to help spread the word for the Spam Fest for, and the NoFX final show. What, what kind of program are, are you running? What are you trying to get people out there to do? And are there specific locations that you're hoping to get this help? It's really hard to get the word out, especially in Europe, uh, to get all these punk kids and punk people to get to the show. So we always do some street teams. We just ask some people if they can help us. We're going to send them some posters, flyers, stickers to to hang up in bars and at, at shows and we're going to give them some merch and um, lps and stuff that helps a lot because we also focus on our social media campaigns but i would love to to hand out flyers at shows i think that's that's still the best thing I love the artwork that goes out with the flyers and the posters and stuff like that. You know, you get to put them on a shirt, uh, seeing it on the yeah. flyer, seeing it on the social media ahead of time, especially with great artwork. And then you get to the show and there's a shirt or some other merchandise as well, where like you've been seeing that for months, excited about it. And then, you, you know, you get to purchase it, wear it, sport it yourself. Yeah. Where, where are the best places for people to get more details and, and to reach out to you to kind of work with or be on the street team for spam? One of the best things is Instagram or Instagram page or Facebook page. But we, we're also currently working on a website for the festival. It's called fest.spam.rocks. And, and also on our shop site at shop.spam.rocks. That's the best things to get in touch with us or uh, see some some news but i think the best way is to to follow us on social media excellent and that's s-b-a-m 
dot rocks for Facebook and then just simply SBAM rocks on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, great places and, and people should anywhere in proximity, anywhere where people might be traveling from, you know, Czech Republic is nearby, Italy's nearby, Germany obviously nearby. Uh, what Switzerland's not too far away as well, and then obviously in areas mm. outside of Linz in Austria. Anybody listening in any of those areas, they should be jumping on those social medias and reaching out if they're not already following and yeah. seeing that themselves. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome that you have the fest coming up. I'm excited for it. I wish I was attending and it, the lineups are fantastic. It's going to be what your last show, so it'll be on Friday, June 2nd, will be the last show of No Effects, or at least in that area, they're doing their last shows. And yeah, exactly. Then you'll have the, the day portions of the festival on Saturday, June 3rd, and June 4th. Any specific bands? I mean, you, you did mention a couple that you hadn't seen before. Bigger name bands, though, so not to not say, hey... Uh, I'm excited for those, but are there, are there some of those bands that you're excited to bring out that might be, you know, maybe a lesser known band? Because obviously, if you're into the punk scene, you probably know Rancid, you know uh, Flogging Molly, you know Anti-Flag, Frank Turner, uh, obviously No Effects. There's so many great ones that you guys have, but there are so also a handful. There's even a few that I haven't heard of yet, still got to check out. And that's one great thing I love about the festivals uh, even the European ones where, you know, it's going to be way too expensive for me to get to numerous ones. Uh, I hopefully plan to get to some next year. But the point is, is I love just even seeing the flyers and saying, well, who are the bands on there? Well, which ones don't I know? You know, if, if somebody like yourself who's putting together a festival lineup has all these great bands that I know of, well, who are these other ones? Because I'm sure you wouldn't be just throwing somebody on there for no reason, right? There's, there's good reasons. So is there any on there that you're excited to see that might not be as well-known as some of these other ones we talked about? Yeah, of course. Um, for example, I love the Vaughn Tramps, uh, which just signed them last year. And they're awesome. Their, their live show is killer. They're, they're, they're great people. And I, I enjoy watching their show. That That's so great and we just signed uh, another band called public serpents they're they're awesome um i can't wait to see them and oh yeah there are tons of other bands like the destroy boys yes yeah, stand atlantic uh i haven't seen this band's life yet um i can't wait to see them so there's 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 tons of bands. i have i have seen almost every band on the lineup except Rancid and bowling for soup but uh i, I enjoy watching the smaller bands because um, they put so much energy in the sets, and they're—it's—it's it's always really important to get all these smaller bands at our festivals because they can reach so many more people, and that's a really important thing for us. And also to have some kind of mix at the at the at the lineup to have some female bands, and our our goal is to have a 50-50 growth of the female and and male acts. Next year, um, that's that's our goal. I love the Von Tramps too. Had Jenna on the show, did an interview with her a couple years ago, right mm -hmm. or before their newer album that you guys put out just came or before yeah. it came out. We even had her on then. She's great. Von Tramps are great. I'm excited to check out more of the bands. We talked about the live stuff that you're doing. Let's talk about some of the 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 record label portion of Spam, you guys. 
you mentioned your website and on the website along with information on the fest, information on contacting you to be a part of the street team and such, you guys have a record label and you have quite a few bands on there. Uh, how, you kind of gave us the idea anyway of how it started. Well, kind of run through a little bit of the evolution to where you're at now. I mean, if you look at your artist list, you guys have somewhere around 20 to 30 bands on there, you know, rough count. That's And it's not just like 20 or 30 bands from Linz, Austria. You know what I mean? It's bands yeah. from all over and, and pretty big names. Yeah, um, I think we have already 120 releases. That's awesome. Yeah, like I said in the beginning, it was just happened by accident. And um, at the beginning, it was just trying to, to build a label, but the focus was always their artworks and the festival, but it started to change, I think, in 2019 because we had bigger bands on the label. We, we, we were getting bigger, but then it really changed when the pandemic hit us because we, we had to cancel all the festivals and all the club shows. And I stopped doing art because nobody needed any tour posters or, or merch for, for right. shows. So focusing on the... On the record label was the only chance to survive, and we we put all our energy into the record label, and it it really paid off. So um, the real starting point of the label. Uh, so we we like I said, we totally focused on that on it, and we did tons of releases, and that's that's the only good thing about the pandemic. It's it helped us to focus on on something, and because without that, I think our label wouldn't be that big that it is right now it, we, it's not a, a big label but it it constantly grows and uh, that helped a lot and we got so many cool bands on the label like holy no fun at all right venomous pinks the one trumps uh, rumpers tons of them and we we just signed diesel boy um worst of the world um pity party and there are tons of new albums coming out in the next six to nine or 12 months and we're gonna have so many more, more new signings and it's yeah it's it's pretty cool yeah that's awesome you, you mentioned some of the bands that you just recently signed are there any releases that you can mention now that people should be on the lookout for in that six to 12 month period yeah we we just released boss daughter that's that's a really cool band um i think i don't have to release date in my head now right i had now uh, i think public serpents it's going to be out in March. That's an awesome record. Then we're going to have Jackhead's Revenge in May. Also, Versus the World is coming out in May. I think Diesel Boy is, is going to be out in July. And we have, I think, Pity Party will be out in, in fall. There, there are some other releases on the way, but I don't know the release dates yet. But yeah. Uh, have you gone back to doing any more of the artwork for Flyers? or anything else since post-pandemic? Um, not, not really, because I don't have the time to do that, <laughs> uh, because we have so much stuff to do. And I had a day job besides spam until two months before the pandemic hit us. So I, I quit two months before pandemic. And it was a really hard time, because I bet. focusing on something that isn't going to happen the next two or three years was art and it was just we were just two people running 
everything. Now, like I said, it's getting bigger and we're we going to be at six employees right now and um, that that's pretty cool and we can do so much more and yeah uh, but i hope i can do more art in the future with the expanding do you have any plans to expand into more you, you're mm. expanding into the u.s as far as festival and, and record label into arizona yeah. do you have any plans on expanding from doing music festival, record label. I don't even know what it would be, but what, what's your vision for Spam at this point? Yeah, we want to make it to, um, I don't know, maybe a global brand, uh, not, not something sellout things, but I think, I think it's, it's, it's our mission to, to do punk rock and, and creating a younger audience and getting more young people involved in the scene. For example, we, at all our shows and festivals, all under 18 is free so everyone under 18 doesn't have to buy a ticket they're going to get in for free and i think that's a good chance to to get younger people there at the shows uh, because if they don't like it they can leave and if they like it we have new clients right uh new customers uh, that's yeah that's that's really important to us and beside all of that we currently I think since last year july we're working on a documentary it's about spam, but it's it's about punk rock overall. It's it's about the '90s scene to the new pop punk wave now. And we started filming last year in July, and the plan was to do such a small documentary about us. It's about 50 minutes or 60 minutes, but it now it's getting bigger because we got some distribution companies involved, and we're looking at two to four episodes now. Wow! And it's all planned to be out on Netflix. That that's the plan, and we, we were still filming for it. We're gonna do some interview. We did some interviews in January, and we're gonna be back in March in LA to do some more interviews with John Feldman from Goldfinger, Brett Gerwitz, Smelly, uh, Derek from Sum Forty One. Film some live shows, and we hope to have the first episode out in in fall. That's that's the plan right now. We the original plan was to have the first episode out in. April, but since the the distribution company said it's globally viewed, and we have to, they want to invest in much more PR and gonna build something big with some premieres with cinemas, and I don't know what they want to do, but this is a really big project for us because if it's gonna get big, it helps us a lot to spread the word for spam. Right. So if it's gonna be released on Netflix, probably a couple of million people will see it hopefully. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a major thing for us. Absolutely is. What you're doing is, is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, we were just doing this because we really love punk rock because it's, it's not about the money because if we're going to do it for the money, we have to do it. We have to search for another job because it's, I, I had a pretty good job. I was creative director at some advertising agencies and then you have to make a big cut to do what we're going to do now because it's almost everything is diy and we try to do everything by ourselves and we probably work seven days a week uh, and try to build something um, because it's it's really important for us it's it's our life it's it's the scene we're going to live uh, and uh, our friends are all from the scene and that's all we want to do and passion you want to keep it alive you want to 
share what you love with others that may not be aware of it. Anybody that does stuff like you're doing for, for punk music, I think people know it's not selling out, it's not for the money because that yeah. you would pick a different genre of music. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's, it's it, really because we love it. Right. And I, I don't want to regret anything. And when I'm old, uh, I want to do everything that I want to do and try something. If That's awesome. Well, I'm really excited for everything that you're doing. Uh, the documentary, uh, I, I can't wait to see it. It's really cool that you guys have been able to do what you're doing. You're taking it from, hey, about an hour long of, hey, this is what spam is, to something really cool on punk music plus what you guys are doing. It's kind of a, a mesh of what you are doing, but also sounds like something really cool for just punk in general so people can kind of learn uh, what labels like yourself are, are doing and involved with along with the bands and to have it on something like Netflix where people will have access to it as opposed to, you know, mm -hmm. finding out about stuff in a roundabout way and like, where, where can I find, where can I see that? It's really cool to see that it's kind of a mainstream distribution for, for people to get to. Yeah, yeah, totally. Congratulations on that. It's definitely a feat, I'm sure, Thank you so much. to find a way to make it so it gets onto something like Netflix. And I'm really excited. It sounds like you said uh, maybe up to like four episodes, but that sounds like a concept. I mean, depending on which route you go with it, but something that you could expand on and continue to do. Uh, you know, further installments, further episodes mm -hmm. or so forth, you know, just as you move on to doing a festival here in the States, uh, doing something with the starting up festival in Germany, uh, as you continue to expand what you're doing here with the label, that sounds like, you know, a lot of future episodes or future entertainment for, for people that are in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 totally. That's a, that's a plan and yeah, hopefully... Yeah, it's it's. It, I'm so excited about the documentary as well because we I just had watched some sequences, but I haven't seen much of it yet. But I'm I'm totally excited and stoked. As you stated with the other festivals, kind of doing a compilation. Is that something that you're planning on doing with, or continue to do with the festivals that you do? Is a, you know kind of a single or something like that. You know, it's probably really cool, especially with so many bands that have releases coming up uh, to throw something together. Is that something that you're, you're going to continue to do on, on your festivals? Yeah, we, we released our first proper spam record sampler on vinyl last year around the festival. We're currently working on another one for the festival and we want to do a sampler almost every year. That, awesome. That's the plan, yeah. Uh, a great way for people that may not be able to get to the show I mean, if you're at the show, great, great thing to take home with you, you know, get something like that. But also for the folks that aren't able to actually get to the show to check out the sampler and kind of get an idea of the bands that, that are going to be playing there. That's really cool. I, I think that rounds up a lot of the questions that I had. Is there some, anything that we haven't covered that, that you're up to? I mean, you know, there's a lot of band or uh, labels you can get a hold of and say, hey, what are you up to? Well, we're releasing this music, but not, you know, most of them aren't putting together documentaries and running festivals <laughs> and you know, expanding into other countries and expanding their festival into other countries. So you're, you're up to so much. And we focused on a lot of those things. Is there anything that I forgot about, left out? Any, any future things, future plans? I mean, not that you need to, because 
right now you have so much you can't even get into doing your artwork. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting any something, but uh, I, I can't think of it yet. So uh, I'm pretty sure we covered everything, yeah. Excellent. Almost everything. Yeah. All right, Stefan, thank you for taking the time. and Thank you so much. Uh, I really look forward to what Spam is up to. Well, thank you, and we'll get into some more music. Yeah, thank you. Let's talk soon. That track is called Not Forever. Uh, great track there. Great interview. Thank you again to Stefan of Spam Records, Spam Fest, Spam Documentary. Spam going to be on Netflix. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Thank you again. And Public Serpents uh, is a new release on Spam Records. It's going to be the Bully Puppet is coming out March 24th. That is one of the singles that's already released. If you're unfamiliar with Public Serpents, they're a band from New Jersey, started in 2008. They are fronted by Squirt Gun, who is the former drummer of Choking Victim. If you had an idea of what that sound was of that band, well, the drummer was, or 
the front man was the drummer of Choking Victim. Well, that sort of uh, that sort of explains the harsher ska sound, right? Absolutely. And the band Public Serpents, they're on tour February, March, April right now, and they will be playing Rebellion Festival in 2023. So pretty awesome for them. Uh, if you dig Public Serpents, you should definitely be checking out that new one. Get it on your radar. Uh, I like it a lot. I definitely recommend you check it out. Their tour in the U.S., they're doing kind of off and on. They were in Connecticut and Boston about two weeks ago. Last weekend, Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Columbus. And then in, on March 10th, they'll be in Detroit. Uh, the 11th in Indianapolis, the 12th in Chicago, and then they're going to be doing some record release shows in New Jersey on the 28th and in New York City at Kingsland on the 29th. So you can go check those out. Thank you again to Stefan. Uh, interview's great. Go check out Spam Records. Uh, we'll talk more about where you can find them, even though we did plenty of that during the ep or the interview. Eric, it's time for us to wrap up the show as we do what you have to wrap up the show with. Well, I have a song from the greatest death metal band of all time. <laughs> and that band doesn't even really exist. <laughs> at least not in the way at least not in the way that they are portrayed in their hit animated comedy Metalocalypse. <laughs> uh, yes, the band exists, but also they don't. But I like to think I like to think that sometime in the future that the band, of, the animated version of uh, Death Clock will ex will exist. The world has become metal. <laughs> that's the future that we all want. Right. We may not even know it yet, but that's the future that we all want. <laughs> that's literally every quarter. Anyway, yes, the band Death Clock. I played them a couple of times on this show before, and usually around this time because, uh, uh, yeah, it was also sort of a. Uh, a uh, birthday slash Valentine's gift to uh, to Shawnee uh, because we both love Metalocalypse and we both love Death Clock and she particularly loved the song Mermaider and I played that for her uh, a couple years ago on this podcast and then I'm thinking well you know what maybe I should just uh, keep in with tradition well not because I'm playing the song for Shawnee that was already uh, that was already done and we did it live fuck it. <laughs> Uh, the the day that I could cover a Death Clock song, that, that would be awesome. Anyway, so the idea is like I wanted to play a Death Clock song, and I wanted to play my favorite one. My favorite one, it's one of their shortest ones, and it's one of their uh, catchiest ones and their danciest ones. It's a song about a man who was uh, being hunted down by some uh, mercenaries. Okay. Yeah, being hunted down by mercenaries, but it's a mistaken identity, and he figures that his... Oh, by the way, the guy's an electrician. We'll say that. And... Well, that is what it says. He's an electrician, and he's getting hunted down by these mercenaries. And he sees that his only uh, his only chance of escape is to use his uh, body as a as a vessel for the blood inside of him to be the to be an energy conductor of sorts, so that he can electrocute the mercenaries. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the song is called "Blood Recuted." In the context of the show, it happened to. The idea of the song came out when they were uh, being interviewed on a uh, talk show. It was uh, reminiscent of uh, The Tonight Show with Larry King. And he was asking about their families. And he's like, hey, surprise, we got your parents here with us right now. No! 
you'll pay for this. And then uh, Murder Face's Murder Face, their bassist, his uh, grandma, riding toward him on her fucking uh, rascal, her electric wheelchair, and she uh, catches one of the wires with her with that chair, and it just uh, pulls down one of the uh, stage lights, and it goes right down on the Larry King figure's neck, and he starts bleeding profusely, and it. And the blood is just getting everywhere, and they have all these open wires, and and yeah, it he's the blood is an energy conductor, and it just electrocutes him. <laughs> That's when Nathan just looks at the camera. Good song title, Bloodrocuted. <laughs> so yeah, that's the story of uh, Bloodrocuted. Here is the song. Enjoy. pretty heavy oh yeah it's heavier than all it's heavier than all hell <laughs> i mean uh yeah i mean that that death clock album i mean the death album i mean i love all three of their uh death albums and uh yeah they're just uh they're just full of a uh, great great death metal there is a lot of talent that goes behind this uh utterly ludicrous show <laughs> and this uh utterly ludicrous music right to, uh, with this to go with it uh, it's just funny uh how brandon small just uh brandon brendan it's brendan small how he uh just uh how he just plays in to the stereotypes that people use to conceive metalheads and just like yeah we want a metalhead world and it's just showing like uh 
uh, just showing the the world as if uh, metal took over. You have a grocery store named uh, named Fintrals. You have a burger joint named Burzens. You have a wheelchair store named uh, Gorgorons. <laughs> and uh, the hospital is uh, Malevolent Creations Hospital. Nice. Yeah, these are all uh, death metal bands, you know. And it's like you see how you see how absurd this is. That this is the world you assume is going to be if uh, we let the metal we if we let freedom reign in the metalhead community. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, metalheads are just laughing all the way to the bank. They think it's funny. I think it's funny. It's just hilarious how it just uh, how it just satirizes the whole culture. And yeah, we think it's fine. We think it's a lot of fun because there's actually a metalhead behind the creation of all this. So thank you, Brendan Small. I hope the movie is going well. It's still in it's still being it's still being produced, still being made. And also he teased that uh Death Clock is uh making some new material. I'm like, okay, Death Album four. Now, when are you going to release Duncan Hill's coffee? That is what we're waiting for. <laughs> and the Duncan Hills coffee mugs. Come on. It's, it's like you're bringing back, a, if you're going to bring back Metalocalypse and Death Clock, then go full, go all to the wall, man. Let's, uh, let's make it the next thing again. I mean, come on. Beavis and Butthead came back for the second time, and now they have a whole other season of episodes to be cut, to be laughing at. So yeah, but Brendan, following the, following the steps of Mike Judge, that's what, that's what I, that's what I recommend to you. Although all the metalhead burnouts need that stupid crude humor in their lives. <laughs> As if it ever left, but it's nice to have uh, that vessel again. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. That's like, listen to them more. <laughs> right. All right. We are at the end of the episode. I'm going to quickly throw in a alternative track. We're about out of time, but I think we got just about enough time for it. So uh, the band that I picked to play is called The Hunger. They are from Houston, Texas. They formed like in the late 80s. They are more in the vein of Nine Inch Nails than new Metal, but uh, if you hear some of their stuff, you might hear some of that. Uh, they are described as fused the electronic textures of industrial music with the intensity of alternative metal. They do have a handful of releases. Off of their third release, I try to pick something that might fit more of that alternative instead of industrial, but uh, cool nonetheless. Is a band, The Hunger a band you've heard of before? They are not. I, I assumed that I did, but I must be thinking of The Hunter which is not even a band. It's a song. Actually, it's two songs, one by Slaves and one by Walls of Jericho. So, no, I, I have not heard of them. <laughs> well, off of their album, Devil Thumbs a Ride, which came out in 1996. I'm sure you weren't listening to it when it was brand new, but uh, now uh, you can hear a track. Well, maybe I, I was, and I just don't remember. <laughs> that could be. That could be. Uh, they did have a handful of tracks that made it to the alternative radio channels. This one, I believe, was one of them. I like it. I think it kind of gives that uh, alternative sound. So we'll see what you think. Let's wrap up the show with The Hunger and Vanishing Cream.
of the hunger it was pretty fun yeah they do and yeah they do kind of have a more uh industrial edge to them right yeah not too much to where it's uh i don't know uh going into the grounds of uh the likes of killing joke or nine inch nails but you definitely hear it but it's still uh i guess poppy enough and uh by that by that regard um digestible right and they again alternate i tried to play a more alternative sounding track they do have a lot of other tracks probably have more of that industrial sound on some of those other ones their first album even has like a, a new wave dark slash maybe dark wave maybe more new wave sound to it even so uh there's a lot of cool sound out there again they are the hunger out of houston texas i think they either are or going 
have recently put out a new album, so the band still does stuff. I haven't heard anything since the stuff they put out in the 90s, I believe. I have, I think, three out of their first four albums, but those were all in the 90s, so I have no idea what they sound like at this point. Maybe you'll like it. Anyway, we are out of time, so let's wrap up the show. show is found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player, FM, Podvine, and slcpunkcast.com. The bands are found on Instagram at JudiciaryTXHC, at DeadLowPunk, at LastRealHero, at IggyPopOfficial, at OCRippers, at Ruined underscore Records, if you want to check them out, at SBAMRocks, at BossDaughter, at Public Serpents, at Metalocalypse, at The Hunger Online, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on my personal Instagram, where I post the where I post the links to all these episodes and you can find me on scary uncle underscore Eric underscore S L C that's E R I C mind you. And you can find my bands anonymous and apathetics on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and at the apathetics S L C and on Facebook at anonymous S L C and at the apathetics and on Bandcamp at anonymous S L C and the apathetics dot bandcamp.com. Uh, you can find my other podcasts on Instagram, Lead Melodies, at leadmelodies underscore podcast. And on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. You can stream the episodes on anchor.fm or on Spotify. And be sure to check out the page SLC Hardcore, where I keep uh, where I try to keep uh, everyone up to date with the uh, with the shows that are happening and new releases, new merch, et cetera, et cetera, in Salt Lake proper. Excellent. Well, you can find all the bands on Facebook at Judiciary TX, at Audio Epidemic Records, at Deadlow508, at Last Real Hero, and that's R E E L Hero, at Iggy Pop, OC Rippers, at Ruined Records, at H2O Go, at SBAM.rocks, at Boss Daughter, at Public Servants, at Official Death Clock, at The Hunger Online, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the interview. hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you on the next one. Play the fucking outro.